Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. I absolutely love Babbel because their courses help me learn real-life conversational skills. It's so easy to learn how to order food, ask for directions, speak to the locals without having to consult language apps. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time offer for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners, at babbel.com SPP. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com SPP. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SPP. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The podcast where we talk to smart people, but not necessarily done by smart people. That is an awesome question. This one goes down probably on one of my top five. Hey, I like nutrition. I like to eat food. This is the coolest thing ever. We're going to do this forever. I wish I paid more attention in that class. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand that. As a man, I just, I don't get it. Welcome to smartpeoplepodcast.com. Welcome to Smart People Podcast, conversations that satisfy your curious mind. Thanks for joining me today on another episode. We're approaching 200, 200 episodes. That's just crazy. As I sit here and talk into the microphone, I definitely wonder what you're doing out there in the world. Like, it's so cool to connect with you guys. Thanks for emailing us, smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. So kind you are. And for that, we want to provide you with great content. So, this week, well, let me ask you a question. So, how many of you have thought about starting a blog? Or how many of you have started a blog? I know most people have. Oftentimes, it's not with the intention of making money. But our guest this week, she did. She started a blog with the intention of making money. But what I really liked is the way she went about it and the the lessons we can take from it, regardless of what business you might want to start or blog or message you want to get out in the world. And it's this message of starting small, but it's a different kind of start small. So our guest this week is Deidre Detterman. Deidre created a mommy blog. Just saying the word mommy blog, you know, it's one of those things that's become such common lexicon in our society, moms starting blogs. But her take on it was very business oriented. She looked at it and said, how can I make money doing this and providing a service? And so she started really small with just moms in her local community. And what's great is she said, if I get 100,000 moms in my community, 
that's a real money maker. If I get 100,000 moms across the country, I'm not really going to be able to sell ads. And that's exactly what she did. So I'm not going to go into too much of it, but I just found it really fascinating how in, in today's day and age, we look at how many millions of subscribers and Facebookers and blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't need to be like that. Focus on a niche, figure it out, find your customer, get a revenue stream, and who knows where it will lead. She definitely didn't plan for the path that happened, but she ended up with a seven-figure business, eventually sold it, and has now started another business called D2 Branding, an innovative marketing firm igniting brands to be the market leader in their industry. Deidre is also a mentor at Thrive15.com, which you guys know is an affiliate of ours. We've had a couple of guests from them on before. They're just great folks in general. Um, if you want 30-day free trial, feel free to sign up at Thrive15.com slash smart people. It's up to you. I mean, if you like videos and you want to start a business or learn about basically all things business, through our affiliate link, you get 30 days free. But if not, no worries. Really, we just want you to sit back, listen, enjoy. Let us know what you think. We are at smartpeoplepodcast.com. Feel free to reach out and shoot us a note on Twitter, at smartpeoplepod. Here it is, an interview with Deidre Detterman. All right, Deidre, well, thank you so much for being on the show. I am excited to talk to you about really the the 21st century American dream is what I think you did. And so many people want to do this because of the benefit of working from home and, and, and being flexible and doing things on your schedule. And that is starting a website, starting websites, growing it, selling it, and continuing on with things you really enjoy. Is that, I mean, that's that's kind of a summary, right? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> And, uh, and so, again, just want to say thank you for being on the show. I'm excited to get started. Oh, thank you, Chris. I'm so happy to be here. Definitely. So um, I think rather than me try to explain it, I, I, I wanna, I'll start it with this and I'll let you take it over. Okay. You, um, you started a, a mom blog. Mommy blogs are you know, extremely uh, well documented. Everybody knows about them. Sometimes they are you know, said in jest because, you know, there's so many. And you started in 2008, which is the time. It's, it's not super early. I'm sure there was competition. So take us back to those early days when you said, you know what? I think I can make, you know, I can reinvent the wheel and make it slightly better with a mom blog. Yes. You know, niche websites were, were definitely becoming really popular and the mommy blog thing was really taking off. Um, so I actually had a television background. I worked in, in television, did consulting for Clear Channel Television and went across the country and, you know, worked with stations and had just a, like probably the top of my career as far as money goes and the type of job I was doing. It was fabulous, you know, traveling. But I had these two little babies at home. And, you know, sometimes what, what happens in your professional life does not always correlate to your personal life. And it, my husband travels as well. So it was, we were kind of coming and going in the night, passing in the hall. And, um, you know, it, it took a toll being a mom, um, you know, traveling like that and having that crazy schedule. So I, I ended up, you know, kind of researching these niche websites 
websites and and especially targeted at moms and these mom blogs and how they were taken off and and my local market which is Tulsa Oklahoma there was no niche website for moms and there really wasn't some mom blog you know mommy bloggers that had taken off or anything like that and so we created a platform to really kind of fill that need and to put a bunch of we had 10 mom bloggers on the on the site and you know they were our content and we knew that you know if we offered the platform we could get people to come and so that was that was basically how we started so you the way you looked at it and i want to kind of talk into uh talk about finding that niche but your thing was okay i know these exist these mom blogs they're they're popular i'm a mom so hey i'm an expert on the subject obviously and then you said but there's nothing in my neighborhood Right. right. And, right. And, and when you say neighborhood, how, how big are we talking? You know, because really what I'm trying to do is there are people listening who have an idea for a website or who yes. run a website and there's going to be a million excuses. So one right. by one, I want to knock those out. So, yes. so the first is, did you say, well, like, did you just get lucky that nobody else was doing it? You know, I wouldn't say lucky because we had done a lot of research. There was actually a website called Cincy Moms, which was out of Cincinnati, and I was kind of following that model. Um, they were with a, a newspaper, um, the Cincinnati newspaper up there, and these these moms started, you know, blogging on this platform, and it went nuts, and people wanted that content. You know, if you think about, um, I, I know you're a dad, not a mom, but, yes. um, you know, moms, a lot of times, right after you have your baby, you know, you're at home, and you're up all hours, and, you know, you might be breastfeeding, and you have to feed them all hours of the night, and it can be a lonely process as far as, you know, you're sleep-deprived, um, you don't have a lot of adult interaction, maybe, at that time, um, you know, and so I think that, you know, providing a platform like that that could connect people, and this was really before Facebook, this was in 2008, so Facebook was definitely out, but it was more college students, it mm -hmm. was, you know, the Harvard college students and all of that, it wasn't a lot of moms yet. And so we just had provided that platform to connect moms. Um, you know, so I wouldn't say it was lucky because I definitely had done some research on, and we, and we worked really hard, but I do think timing was, was impeccable. Right. We couldn't have timed it better with what was going on in the market. And now first I have to say that, yes, although I am not a mom, I feel like if at any time in a man's life, they are going to understand the trials and tribulations of a mother. It is the time I'm in right now. And many of our listeners know I just had a baby three weeks oh. old. And oh. we, we actually just started um, bottle feeding with, with breast milk, not with formula, yes. but so yes. that she can at least have four hours of sleep. Because yes. if not, it's every two hours and... She was a zombie. I mean, it's crazy. Absolutely. Oh, so, so you are in the thick of it. You know in, what I'm talking about. I in, love that. So in the thick of it. Days <laughs> and nights don't, you know, they just, they, they kind of mix together. Um, yes. I didn't know it was May yesterday, let alone, I didn't know it was Cinco de Mayo. True story. So That's funny. I love that. Yeah. So I definitely understand. And we've, we've, man, we've Googled a million things in just yes. three weeks about, oh, what is spit up? What is this feeding? Right. How do you pump? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, right. so I get it. Right. And it is, you know? it is a great niche. 
It is so true. And just all those questions that run through your mind as a mom, we thought if, if we created a platform where, where we, moms, we had a forums on there. And if, if moms could talk back and forth at two in the morning, if you have a question about how to breastfeed or how to get your baby to sleep through the night, there's chances are there's another mom across town thinking the same thing and hoping to have that friend on the other end. Right. Um, you know, so, so we just created that platform. So for somebody out there saying, yeah, okay. And, and again, trying to relate this to all websites, but using yours as an example, with the internet, it doesn't have to be somebody in your town. It can be somebody in a different state, country, exactly. all the way across the world. So what makes it important that it was a local community-driven thing as opposed to, you? like, I go now, I just go, oh, I go to babybump.com or whatever, right. you know? Right. So what was the Absolutely. differentiation? So we started with the local market because really, to be honest, from a revenue standpoint, because we knew we could get advertisers. So if we had that women 2554 who they make, you know, 85% of the buying decisions in the home, that's who the advertiser is going after or is the mom. Even if the mom doesn't make the money, the mom makes the decision on where you're going to go to school, what daycare, you know, what car you drive, what vacation you're going to take. Normally it stems from the mom. And so we strategically went after moms for, for that purpose because that, that was how we got our revenue. Everything was based on advertising. So we started with the hyper lit niche local um, and, and the goal was to take it and have – it was 918moms.com, which was our area code, and to take that across all, all area codes. So that was our, our beginning goal. Well, we ended up, one of the bloggers on our site was Money Saving Queen. So we launched moneysavingqueen.com because we quickly saw she was the most popular on the site and her content was really what people wanted, how to save money, how to cut coupons, um, you know, go in the store and, and pay half of what everyone else is paying. Um, and this was right when Groupon and Living Social and all of those platforms really were becoming really popular. And I, and I really think the market kind of changed where people thought, well, I'm getting ripped off if I don't have 50% off right. or if I don't have a percentage off. So we did do the hyper local and then we did a, na a national site, gotcha. uh, moneysavingqueen.com. So I will say, but the local, it's easier to go after an advertiser. Um, you know, 100,000 moms in a local market is huge. 100,000 moms in a national market, na you know, nationwide is not that big. You're not going to get big dollars from that. But from a local standpoint, it was a great way to, to um, you know, get revenue. We were making about $70,000 um, in gross revenue a month um, just off local advertisers. So wow. that see, OK, that blows my mind. <laughs> and, and let me let me explain why. Uh, so this podcast gets about uh, I think it's about 100,000 downloads a month. So kind of similar, right? Like. You had 100,000 moms going. We have 100,000 people listening. Right. Um, but we're global, right? Right. So we can't niche down as much. And I will tell you what you were making in a month, we don't make in a year. We don't make half of that in a year. I think this is the first time we've disclosed some financial information in the podcast, but we don't really care because that's not right. why we started it. The, yes. the point being, this is a great lesson on understanding a few things, what your revenue model is going to be, how right. you're going to target these people, and how that translates to dollars. 
Exactly. Um, you know, and, and I will say I had an advertising background because I had worked in television and the whole television model is advertising. That's what makes, you know, everybody get their paycheck is, is the ads that are sold. So I had experience in that, um, you know, and starting local and working in a local market, I knew most of the advertisers because I had been working in this town for, you know, 10 to 15 years where I knew most of the big guys um, from my experience. So that made it a little bit, you know, easier, I would say, from my experience and Instead of just, oh, I have an idea, I'm going to go launch a website. But it was very much revenue driven from the beginning that we were going after, you know, women 2554, um, those buying decision makers. And we knew advertisers would be interested in, in paying, you know, some big bucks to, to reach them. So let me ask you this, um, because this has come up from uh, questions from other people, questions I've had. Should you start with a revenue model in mind? And how do you... Uh, kind of flesh that out a little bit. Yes. You know, I, I definitely think that I, um, you know, I'm a mentor in thrive15.com. So I talk to small business owners all the time that are trying to launch and grow their business. And, you know, you always hear people say the number one thing is, is do you have a passion? Are you passionate about your product, your service? Do you, you know, and, and honestly, my number one thing when, when I sit down with, with a thriver, I say, you know what, how are you going to make money? Because you can be passionate all day long, but until you realize what your revenue streams are going to be and how you're going to make money and you do a profit and loss statement on your expenses and what's coming in, you know, passion only lasts so long and you've got to pay the bills and, you know, burnout happens really quickly if you're, you're working 12 hour days, but yet you're not making the money. So I definitely think from a, a standpoint, the very beginning of wanting to start your business, or if you have a current business right now and you're wanting to grow it is to really think of what are my revenue streams? What can I have add an additional revenue stream? Is it something, um, you know, if I do a profit and loss statement of everything that, that all my expenses each month and then my revenue that I have coming in, at what point am I able to pay myself? You know, at what point am I able to achieve my dreams? And, you know, break it down to monthly, you know, if I made X amount of dollars per month, I could send my kids to private school, I could take that vacation to Disney World, I could, you know, whatever that is in your life that I, I recommend, you know, first thing you do is, is kind of map out your dreams, where you want to go. And then how are you going to get there? And it's overwhelming to think about a Disney vacation that maybe is $10,000 for your whole family to go for a week. Well, break it down to how much would you have to make in revenue, you know, take home every single month for a year to get to that. You know, and if you break it down like that, it makes it more palatable and, and you say, okay, I have to sell, you know, 20 of my products or whatever that is. Um, then you know in your head, you, you got to 19 that month, you're going to have to make it up the next month, mm -hmm. you know, or maybe you over-delivered. And I just think if people grasp that concept, it makes starting a business and growing your business so much easier um, and, and put you on that right path. And now I want to pause to tell you about our sponsor this week, lynda.com. lynda.com is the online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you strengthen your business, technology, and creative skills. For a free 10-day trial, visit lynda.com slash smart people. That's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash smart people. lynda.com is for problem solvers, for the curious, for people who want to make things happen. Maybe you want to master Excel, learn negotiation tactics, build a website, or boost your Photoshop skills. Go to lynda.com and feed that curious mind. 
As I mentioned, there's over 3,000 courses, some really great ones that I love. How about going paperless, start to finish? That's a cool course. Bootstrapping your business, as I've mentioned before, is great. And getting things done. With a lynda.com membership, you can create and save playlists of courses you want to watch, download tutorials and watch them on the go, and watch and learn from top experts who are passionate about teaching. Your lynda.com membership will give you unlimited access to training on hundreds of topics, all for one flat rate. Whether you're looking to become an industry expert, you're passionate about a hobby, or you just want to learn something new, I want you to visit lynda.com smartpeople and sign up for your free 10-day trial. That's l-y-n-d-a dot smartpeople. Now back to the show. So let's, let's talk a little bit more about how to break things down in bite-sized chunks that make it easier. Because that was actually a note I wrote down. It seems like you're really good at that. And the reason I say that is because even initially you said, look, we were trying to get 100,000 moms in a small market, not 100,000 moms nationally. And right. too many people, I think, I know myself included, I can't speak for others, but I'll tend to look at what we need to do on a national basis. Like if you if you said, I'm going to start a website and we're going to get 100,000 people, I mean, people do that, you know, 15 year olds from their basement. It's, it's not impossible. It's not easy, but but to do it in a $70,000 a month in a local market, how, how do you suggest people, um, get comfortable with the idea of try it out, think small, but focused, and then, you know, worry about the growth perhaps later, or you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You know, I think, um, anyone can start anything from wherever they're at. And we've seen that with online businesses. I I love the internet for that reason, because, um, you know, part of the reason we did it is we could, I could be at soccer practice with my daughter and pull up my laptop and be working, you know, waiting for her to get finished or, you know, at the pool or wherever I'm at, I'm accessible through my phone, through my laptop. Um, so I, I love that part of it. And, you know, I think more importantly is thinking of your idea. If you can really fill that void. So if there's a problem out there that you think, you can fill the need um, right there. You have a business, you know, whether it's a, a product that's improved from what's on the market right now, is it cheaper? Is it um, better? You know, it doesn't have to always be cheaper. If you look at Spanx, you know, the, the lady that started Spanx and her name just uh, left my mind, but brilliant. Um, and you may not know about Spanx, but I bet your wife does, especially <laughs> after having a baby. <laughs> but, you know, she did not offer – she had the most expensive product in the market. It had nothing to do with being cheaper. It was the most expensive that ever been offered, but it was so much better. People didn't care about price. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, people thinking in that realm, if you have that, that need that you're filling, you know, something's better, it's, it's more affordable, it's, it's making people's lives better – then, then thinking about an online platform, um, you know, today it's much easier to start a website and get something really sophisticated out there that doesn't have to be, you know, a twenty, thirty thousand dollar website. Um, you know, a funny story of how we started. Um, we went to a, the biggest agency in town, and you know, they were the best creative agency. And and we walked in, we showed our idea. I, I actually wrote it on a napkin, you know piece of paper, not, not actually a napkin, but a piece of paper. It was really drawn out like a third grader hmm. and said, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. And they quoted $150,000 for a website. Wow. And I looked at them and thought, are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not even any, you know, it, it really didn't have this crazy te- 
sophisticated technology. It was, it was a, you know, a platform. And I thought there's no way. Um, and so we ended up finding a kid out of college, just had graduated. He knew enough to put a website together, took him our little drawings and, and ended up getting the site for about $8,000. Um, and at the time, now that that's high today, I would not, I wouldn't pay that today, mm-hmm. but back then, WordPress and, and some of these other free blog sites, they weren't as sophisticated. So us doing forums and having people commenting on there, and we had a directory that you could do a rating system. So it was a little bit more um, sophisticated. But I will say anyone can can go out and do this because I was the girl that I'm all about sales and marketing and, you know, getting out there, PR, all that good stuff. But when it came to technology, we actually uh, – you know, a joke at our Clear Channel Christmas party was they gave awards out and I got most likely to call tech support. <laughs> I mean, I'm the girl going, what's wrong with my computer? It's not working. Like, and the guy comes over and says, turn it on. You know, <laughs> I was not techie. So I don't think that you need to be a techie. Per- I mean, if you are, hats off to you and then start as many websites as you can. And, and I think that's wonderful. But today with WordPress, you can get a great looking site up. Um, it's very simple, easy to go in there and, and have a really sophisticated look for not much money. Well, and, and on that point, you know, you said anyone can start a website. But in my opinion, and to many people thinking about starting one, the problem is anyone can start a website. How do you deal with and how do you mentor people on, oh, I have this idea, but it, it really, it already exists. Like, I just struggle with that so much because sometimes I even feel like, well, am I just adding to the noise? So for, for example, did it ever cross your mind? You go, I want to start this, but it's out there. I know there's one they can go to. Am I just adding to the noise? And then at the end of the day, you see a hundred thousand people a month find it valuable. Right. And and we definitely, I think every entrepreneur out there has that doubt. You know, you're constantly thinking, is, is this, is my idea good enough? Am I going to make money? Am I, is it willing for me to quit my job and take this risk? And, you know, all of those things. I think you, you've got, everyone has that in their mind, um, you know, but I always try to, to sit down and do the exercise with clients before they get to that point of saying, okay, what's out there? You know, do your homework. What is the pricing of your competitor? Who are you most like? Um, what makes you different? If, if there is no difference and you're creating the same widget that the next guy does and your pricing is the same and customer service is the same and really it looks the same, I don't see a point in doing that. You know, I, I think you have to have that differentiator. So what makes you a little bit different? Well, what made us different was the local. Because there were mom cafe was out there and there were all kinds of sites that had come up that were great information. They had more people blogging on there than we did, but you know what? They weren't specific to our local market. So if I'm a mom in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I cared about 918moms.com because mm. I want to know the daycares in this town. I want to know the birthday party places. I want to meet, meet up for a mom's group here locally. Mm. So I think you have to find that differentiator. And that's kind of the first thing that I, you know, easy things to do is, is either beat them on price, kill them with customer service. Mm-hmm. I mean, customer service today is, is a difficult thing to come by. Um, I think everything's automated. You call businesses and it's, you know, some computer, you can't reach anybody. And it, it, that customer service, that human interaction element sometimes gets lost. So how can you create a customer, amazing customer service experience? You know, one thing we did that was kind of funny, you know, it was was my partner and I, and we both were moms and, you know, we would get, you know, emails that come in and and I would call people 
and I would call him and say, you know, this is Deidre from the 918 Mom staff and blah, blah, blah. Well, by the way, the staff was me, myself, and I, <laughs> you know, and my partner. I mean, we didn't have anybody else, but we made it sound like we had a big team and we gave that personal touch of, of personal calls and personal emails. And, you know, if somebody's on there at three in the morning and I was up, I'm going to be personally letting them know that I'm the founder, I'm on here, and I understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think you can really, from a customer service level, doesn't cost a lot of money and, and you can go over and over and above and, and really beat your competition in that sense. Yeah. And, and speaking to kind of how to beat your competition, I think a website is such a great microcosm because everybody's on a fairly similar playing field, although obviously some people have more money to spend on advertising. And one, right. one thing you mentioned to me prior to us recording is that you really didn't spend any money on getting the website out there. So, so how do you get people to, I guess, two part question, how did you get people to uh, find out about you on a local level and how do you recommend um, other business owners who have websites get, get views to their website? Yes. So, you know, I think one of the hardest things is you, you go start a business and you're, you're putting your money into your business and you know, oh, by the way, you're not making any money yet. So either you're moonlighting and you're trying to do your eight to five and do it on the side and you're losing sleep. Um, but, but you know, the dollars have to be put into the business to start and then, oh, by the way, you got to market it. So, you know, most small business owners don't have a marketing budget or don't have the, the means to do that because they're just trying to pay their rent. They're trying to, you know, pay the staff and, all that good stuff. And so we were the same, similar, you know, I went from, um, a nice paying job, you know, and doing marketing consulting for television stations. And, you know, my husband and I were building a house at the time and we were building this house based on our double income. And one day, you know, I come to him and say, um, Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm quitting my job. I'm starting a website for moms. And he thought I was crazy, (laughs) you know? And, and Oh, by the way, that house we're building, you know, the income I have coming in, I'm not going to have it for a while, you know? And so it, it caused a little bit of stress there. So we knew we had to hustle and I knew that there's no way I could start taking Making money out of savings to for my business and you know the income that I had coming in I had to replace that and so what we did is we partnered had some really strategic partnerships and and one of them was with the media so we went to a television station and went to all the television stations in the market and said this is our idea we our moms in this market we have a, a website for moms. We have great content. We know what moms want to do on the weekends. We know, you know, the things they're talking about, what their concerns are. We will come on your morning show once a week and we will give a little update on what's going on in Tulsa. So it's kind of like what the moms are doing, you know, take your kids here, there, there's a new park, there's a, you know, an event going on and it became really popular. And we knew we can't be, we can't pay advertising. I cannot be on a news station and pay a two minute segment or a 30 second segment, you know, thousands of dollars. I don't have that, but you know what? I can offer them good content and come on there and be the, the talent and, and talk about what's going on around town. So it builds value for them. And it got us out there, you know, and it was a little bit out of my comfort zone because I'm a consultant for television. I was always behind the scenes telling the anchors what to say and what to wear and how to act. So I, you know, I suddenly had to be center of attention if I wanted to, to get my brand out there. But we ended up hosting a local radio show. It was called the Mix Mom Squad on Mix 96.5. Um, and so we came on every Monday for the Mix Mom Squad, and they sold advertisers, so they made money off of us. We had a 30-minute show. 
we had a platform where we could, you know, every few minutes give our URL and tell people about our website. Um, And then we were on television every week and then we ended up doing a partnership with a the print local print magazine um, for moms and kids in town, and we wrote articles. So we did work. You know, here's a free article you don't have to write, and your journalists don't have to write, and we'll give it to you every month. And we just want to be published. Huh. You know, and so it was a lot of hustle. It was a lot of elbow grease and and getting out there and getting out of our comfort zone. But but suddenly we're all over the media, and we didn't pay to be. And so, you know, it was kind of a creative way to get out there and get the word, you know, going and and get people to start coming to our website. How many times have you had a meeting where you waste the first 15 minutes? Every meeting. I don't even think I can count that high. It's usually because someone has trouble joining the call or can't share your screen or someone else can't be heard or they don't have the right PIN code. All of those excuses we've all heard before. Nothing but problems. Well, the people at High Five want to give you back the first 15 minutes of every meeting. That's why they built easy-to-use video and web conferencing that you can actually love. Let's go over the problems with video and meetings today. Traditional video providers are ridiculously complicated and insanely expensive. You get charged expensive monthly service fees even when you don't really use their service. Not only that, but most of the time you get long pin codes that are hard to remember, there's cables everywhere, and time wasted. High Five can solve those problems for you. High Five is incredibly easy to set up and use. High Five is a seamlessly integrated hardware and cloud software solution that lets people work however they want. You can enjoy productive meetings in HD video with multiple people. With a simple click on your computer or swipe on your phone, move video calls from your personal device to the conference room TV. It's that easy. High Five is also affordable. High Five is only one twentieth the cost of traditional video providers. Outfit a conference room for only $799. That's a one-time fee. There's no maintenance fees or monthly overhead. It's yours to enjoy. What team doesn't want to high-five each other at work? Take back the first 15 minutes of every meeting and get started today. Go to highfive.com slash smartpeople and request a free trial of High Five. That's highfive.com slash smartpeople H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E dot com forward slash smart people to request your free trial and start meeting face-to-face with High Five. So imagine, let's let's do a scenario where, as you mentioned, I know um, you're a mentor for Thrive 15, which we're an affiliate of, and everybody that listens knows that, um, because I've had a chance to speak with a lot of the mentors there and really love uh, what you all have to say and think it's great advice. So if I'm coming to you and I, I say, listen, Deidre, you know, I have this, this website, um, or, or business, it doesn't have to be a website, I guess. Um, and I, I just don't know how to do that. Like you went to the radio stations or went to the TV stations and just pitched them. But I, I don't know if I can do that for mine. I've never done it. I don't know right. what to say. I don't know what they're going to ask. Right. What do, what do you tell them? What do you tell me? You, you know, what I, I always tell people, you know, just from any standpoint of, of you're going to partner with somebody, you need some PR out of it, you know, whatever you're doing, it never hurts to ask. 
you know what? They say, no, you're right in the back in the same position you were before where you had nothing. So why not go ask? Um, you know, and so we just kind of put ourselves out there and, and, you know, first of all, found out, you know, number one for the radio station, I wouldn't call a radio station that is, you know, maybe male driven sports radio. That would, that doesn't make sense for my product. I, I had a mom website. So I went to the biggest mom station in town. They kind of touted themselves as easy listening and they had mom topics on there all the time with their morning DJs. Um, you know, and so approaching someone that makes sense is, is the first step. And then there's no reason not to just ask. And, you know, maybe you have a product out there. You, you don't have a platform. We had content. So we, we were able to say, you know, what mom blogger, um, you know, going green mom is talking about how to, you know, go green in your house and, and save the environment and things like that. So we could quote content that we had on the site. But if you have a product, you know, maybe you say, Hey, I'm willing to give 10 or 15, um, products to you all for giveaways on your morning show. I don't have any money for advertising right now, but I would love to help you out that gets your listeners excited. And I'm willing to offer you, you know, these 10 to 15 items would love to give away. I just ask that you say my name when you give them away, you know, something like that, Mm -hmm. then that is something doable. They're always looking for prizes to give away. Um, it never hurts to ask. You know, you're going to a station that has an audience that would like your product because you're staying within the demographic that is your demographic. Um, you know, and so I, I just tell people, you know, sometimes starting a business and you just got to step out of your comfort zone and you just got to, you know, get in front of these people and ask. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't ask, you don't get. And mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't know what the answer is until you ask. What do you? What did you find in um, in making these websites and and starting that business was the most difficult thing to handle? Oh, let's see. I think you know, from a standpoint of being an entrepreneur, uh, and I, I most entrepreneurs deal with this. It's wearing all of the hats. You know, I had always worked in a corporation where you know I was really good at the marketing side or promotion side, sales, but I didn't have to do accounting. And I didn't have to do human resources and I didn't have to do. So you think about that when you start a business, you're all things. You're wearing all of those hats. Um, You know, so that was something that was definitely difficult in the beginning. Uh, Accounting to this day kicks my tail. (laughs) It's not my favorite thing. Um, I like to make money, but I don't like to manage it, you know. And so I always tell people, whatever your biggest weakness is, that's your first hire. So the first thing I did when I started to make money was hire a part-time accountant. I found a mom that worked at home. I didn't have to pay her a million dollars. She wanted to work just a few hours on her time um, to, to, you know, keep some money going um, while she stayed home with her kids. And that was my first thing, you know. So I think the hardest thing is just wearing all those hats because let's get real. No one is an expert in every area of business. It, it is impossible. You're good at your one area, um, you know, maybe maybe multiple areas if you're lucky, but to really be an expert in every area is, is really tough. It is. Believe me, I. it's so funny when you said that. I was like, yeah, that, that hit the nail on the head for me. Uh, <laughs> so I know what you're saying. And then what do you hear from, you know, you also have a great perspective given how many entrepreneurs you speak with and mentor and work with, what do you hear from them? What are the, their common struggles? Because I think, you know, misery loves company, but it's not really misery. It's just knowing, okay, it's not crazy for me to, to worry about this or have this struggle. So what do you hear a lot of out there in the, in the business and entrepreneurial world? 
Definitely. You know, on Thrive15.com, right when you go there, we have a wheel of wealth. And so it is basically, you rate yourself in 20 areas of business. So, you know, accounting, sales, marketing, legal, human resources, you know, all of these things. So when they, they dive in, you know, right away to, to the entrepreneur and you have to rate yourself and be honest and once you do that exercise, the first time I did it, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm really not that good. I don't know anything about legal. I could probably get sued. I don't, accounting is my least favorite thing, you know, and you start going through and that, but being self-aware, I think is one of the best things. Mm -hmm. I know what I excel at and I make sure I don't delegate that. You know, when it comes to calling the media or marketing or sales, I know as a business owner, I need to be the front runner on that. But there's a lot of other things that I am not good at and I lean on other people. And so that's really, I think, really from the the entrepreneurs that we talk to on thrive15.com, it is how do I become an expert in every area? You know, well, we have mentors on the site that are experts in every area. And oh, by the way, if they're an expert in accounting, they are not an expert in marketing or sales, <laughs> you know, themselves. They're, they're just like you. Um, but they can teach you everything, you know, you need to know how to start a business or grow your business or even advance in your career. So if you, you know, we tell people get up 15 minutes a day, watch these videos or learn, read a book, read books on, on mentors that in your industry that you think really have made it mm-hmm. and done it and follow what they do. Um, you know, it, it's not reinventing the wheel and, and, you know, all of these things that not everyone's going to have just that, that, you know, epiphany and this amazing idea and go out in business and do it and, and be successful. But everyone can learn from a mentor and everyone can follow the steps they followed along their path to do what they did and become successful. Well, I mean, it's honestly the reason we started this podcast. And, and back then, I mean, we didn't know enough to be to think of it as, well, these are mentors, but John and I said, let's talk to a bunch of smart, successful people in different industries and just see what they did in hopes that we can then copy it. And it's essentially, Absolutely. that is exactly what a mentor is, but we just went about it a different way. Um, yes. But I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and the other thing that I always tell people is it's not that you have to follow verbatim what these people did. As a matter of fact, if you do, oftentimes it takes away some of your own creativity or mm-hmm. your unique strengths or capabilities. But what it does do is it can help give you a guide or it can also make you feel like, again, your struggles are not unique. I think that's really key. Yes. And I will say any successful person that you think of out there, you know, Oprah Winfrey or, you know, whoever it is that you're like, they have just, they've made it, you know, gosh, if I could only be that lucky and do, you know, I have not, I have not met a successful entrepreneur that has not struggled along the way. You know, there, there are ups and downs and, you know, you get knocked down. It's, it's the people that get back up Mm -hmm. and try again they will eventually find their success. Um, and so I think, you know, it's easy to look and go, well, you have it all made. You, you did this and that. And I had many a nights where I wanted to jump off a cliff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to throw that website away. I wanted to get rid of my laptop, you know, working 12 hour days, trying to figure out technology and answer these people's emails that it just seemed impossible, you know, and, and you go through that. That's just a normal process. I think of being an entrepreneur is, is those ups and downs, but there is always someone out there that you can learn from. And I, you know, I think you had Clay Clark on the show, mm-hmm. um, he is, is one of my mentors, absolutely. And I sit with him. We, 
do business consulting together for, for a lot of local clients and then also on thrive15.com. And he, every day I learn something from him. And I just look over and think, you know, I, I'm actually older than him and I've mm. been doing business longer than him, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. He's, you know, um, very bright in so many different areas. And I gather, you know, have information. I mean, I have a notepad next to me all at all times when I'm around him. We travel together and interview mentors and things. And I'm always writing stuff down because he's always saying something that I thought, duh, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you know, and you don't, you can't know everything. So you have to lean on other people. I think that's very important. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's fantastic. Again, Deidre, we really appreciate you being on the show before we let you go. I know, um, as we mentioned that you are a mentor at thrive15.com, which we link to all over the place. Cause they're an affiliate of ours. Um, is there anywhere else that you would like to, you know, lead our listeners, anything you'd like to plug, anything they can check out that you're doing? Definitely thrive15.com. There's, you know, we have over 30 mentors that are experts in all those areas of business I talked about. I encourage you to go on there and do you want to, Chris, go ahead and give your code? Yes. Uh, you can actually just go to thrive15.com slash smart people and get a 30 day free trial, which is great. We've had tons of signups over a hundred. I know. Yes. You know, and that, that 30 day free trial, you can definitely watch all my videos. I talk a lot on marketing and PR and work balance, uh, you know, and starting a business and all of that. We have some phenomenal mentors on there, you know, former executive VP of Walt Disney World Resort, Lee Cockrell. Oh yeah. We had him on the show. He was awesome. He is amazing. He is, you know, if you've ever been to Disney World, that needs to be on your bucket list with, with your baby, your baby shoulder. But you know, it is the most impeccable customer service. It is, you know, people are so friendly there. They call it the happiest place on earth for a reason. Mm -hmm. I've never seen, you know, more happy people. And how do you get 40,000 employees to be happy like that? every day. Well, it's, it's what Lee calls Disney magic. And he teaches you how to have that amazing customer service that if every business did that, there's no reason you wouldn't be at the top of your game and beating your competition. Absolutely, It's really pretty phenomenal. So thrive15.com code smart people, put that in, go on there for 30 days, check it out. I promise it will change your life. Well, Deidre, thank you so much. We agree. Uh, it's a great site. And go to Deidre Detterman's videos on Thrive15.com. Again, thank you so much for being on the show. And um, we'll let you get back to your workday now. I know you got you probably got a lot of people to mentor out there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you, Chris. I had so much fun talking to you. And good Definitely. luck with your new sweet little baby. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Okay. Talk Have to a you good soon. one. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Deidre Detterman. Deidre is the founder of D2 Branding, which can be found at d2branding.com. And she's an amazing mentor over at Thrive15. Don't forget that you can sign up using our affiliate link at thrive15.com slash smart people. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please head over to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a rating, review, comment over there. We truly do appreciate that. And if you want to reach out to Chris or I, shoot us a message at smartpeoplepodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at smartpeoplepod. If you're looking for an easy way to support the show, don't forget to use our Amazon affiliate link over at smartpeoplepodcast.com slash Amazon or click on the Amazon banner over at smartpeoplepodcast.com. Well, that's it for me today. Stay tuned. We've got a lot of interesting episodes coming up, and we will see you guys next week.
This week's episode was brought to you by High Five. What team doesn't want to high five each other at work? Take back the first 15 minutes of every meeting and get started today. Go to highfive.com slash smart people and request a free trial of High Five. That's H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E dot com forward slash smart people to request your free trial and start meeting face to face with High Five. 